Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Age of Radio. Mm, right back. Hey! No, listen, listen, guys, guys, shut up, shut, shut up for a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna drink this paint thinner. Hey, yeah, Oh, that's right, that's right. I feel like I lost twenty pounds. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, you drink, you drink that, you drink that. What is it? It's my shit. Oh, I don't want to drink that. No, no, drink it out. No, drink it out. Dog, 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 Yeah. Oh, no, that was, oh, that was terrible. Oh, I'm going to take a hit off this pipe. Oh, no, no, don't do that. Oh, no, it's gone. Oh, no, the boys are here. We got to skedaddle. Guys, guys, you can't you can't be using our audio equipment. That's not part of the We're deal. using your narcotics. you got to move. you got to move. Oh, I'll move. You don't tell me what we do. I'm just... Look, we paid for this. Just go. You did a great job. It's all set up. Thank you for the decorations. The other, hey, hey, the other one of you is over there cowering in the corner. Why ain't he saying nothing? Uh, he's a pussy. Brendan, get over here. Stop it. Let's just go. I got more pay for the out the garage. We'll go hang out there in the garage. Yeah, we'll go to the garage get our trucks because we're regular hell drivers. That sounds absolutely terrible. Go enjoy yourself. Oh, I was about to do the ones that This is us. No, that's a show. This is my life. Okay, but but this, you and I are us. We are us, and this is an audio show. Oh, would you call it a podcast? You could call it that. Is that a trademark term yet? Uh, yeah, I think Joe Rogan owns the rights. Oh, no. So this to, is an to, audio experience. Yeah. He he owns the rights to that and horse dick medicine. Oh, horse dick medicine. Yeah. Oh, like horse Viagra. Uh, no, it was it's it's stuff to get your shit down. Oh, so horse, horse Diagra. Re- <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Diagra. 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 Oh, mm. sounds like a feminine product. It does. Ladies, I don't want you using Devadra. It sounds like it'll dry out your uh, your nether regions. There's been a number of FDA warnings and recalls. The more recalls, the more the risk. The more the risk, the harder I get. Jason, mm. it's also a song by yeah. Jimmy Cliff. Um, this is a podcast. This is a podcast, Brendan. Where we don't talk about dicks and vaginas for the most part. No, sometimes, sometimes we do. Sometimes we do. Um, but this is a podcast called For Screen. And Gundre. And on this podcast, Jason, we have conquered the British Film Institute's top 100 British films of all British time. Self-preservation society. We drink our beer on the cold mountain. That's right. Yep. Italian job reference number two. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I could have said, you're only supposed to take the bloody doors off. Come on, Brendan. But but the context wouldn't have worked. It works for me. And that's all that matters. Okay. So now what are we doing, Jason? Now that we've done the BFI Top 100, surely this podcast doesn't exist anymore. By the way, you're Jason. And I'm and I'm not Brendan. You're me. Brendan. Yeah. Yeah. 
What do we do now? Like, we're done the BFI Top 100. Well, are we just going to die now? No, we are going to keep watching movies. Uh, last week and this week, we did a couple of audience picks, or are doing an audience pick. And then uh, we're going to do a little wrap-up and introduction to our next project, the Top 10, which, of course, being Canadian means 11, uh, films of all time in Canada as of 2015. And he's not joking. There are 11 yeah. Top 10 Canadian films on this list. Absolutely. Because we just couldn't say no. Nope. Uh, so that's what we're going to do next. We are go- we're watching these movies and we'll keep watching British stuff. Uh, uh, and there will still be British stuff in other things we watch. Absolutely. It's not going to go away. No, absolutely. I'm going to I'm going to push for more Brit picks because after watching today's movie, I realized there are a lot of British movies that probably deserve to be on the BFI list that uh, you know, we well, should uh, watch. We're starting off with that take already. So Jason, we watched a movie this week. Yes, folks, that music can only mean one thing. Hell Driver! Hell Drivers! Number one, this movie is not about the devil. I thought you were going to say number one on the list. No. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Candidate for revised list. Number two, this movie is not about stunt driving. Nope. Number three. This movie is not the prequel to Ghost Rider. No, not at all. Checked it, looked it, watched it. Number four, no Nicolas Cage. No. And finally, number five, God Save the Queen. No, not yet. Oh, okay. Back it up. I was was wrapping it up. I was just wrapping it up really well. This is the long-awaited pre-made sequel to Zulu that we have all been demanding. (laughs) Well, it is the same director. Same director, same star. Stanley Baker. And Jason, this movie was given to us by at Color Horizon T on Twitter. Yes. And uh, you may you may remember that name because that's the fella who interviewed us. Yes. Check out his Twitter for uh, our interview with him and then uh, learn a little bit about us. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he suggested this movie uh, or she. I'm not sure. Yeah. Not, like you said, they like brass off. I want to burn it with fire, but we're all friends. There you go. Right. That's the best encapsulation <laughs> of that. But yeah, this movie was suggested to us, uh, 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 so we saw that Stanley Baker was in it, as well as a bunch of other friends, which we'll talk about here. We have so many people showing up in this movie. Get this all out of the way. Stanley Baker, of course, we know him from Zulu. We also know him from... Um, was he in Passport to Pimlico? No, Zulu? he's in the war movie that's not Dam Busters. Uh, with David Lean, Noel Coward. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh right, because he's the uh, he's the angry lieutenant that gets kicked off the ship, right? The fuck is that movie called? Oh, was that um, serve? In Something which we serve? Wow, was that in which we serve? Are you yeah, sure that it, it, wasn't the uh, cruel sea? No, he's in in which we serve. Um, he's the lead, isn't he? Hold on a second, oh, guys. <laughs> When you watch 100 movies and you do no work before the podcast, this can sometimes happen. What Jason is doing right now is he is actually looking up to see which of those movies had Stanley Baker in them. I think he was in the Dam Busters, but why do I feel like he was the lead in In Which We Serve? Which I'm sure he was not, and I'll find out and be very embarrassed. But until then, I'll just be vamping while Jason types in his queries. Think about the word queries. Why does it have the word queer in there? Was that all? Was that meant as a gay insult at first? Was that like a homophobic thing to say? And like, it's crazy how the words we used to say are worse now, huh? Well, well, why do you think that is? Why do you think words get worse by staying the same? He's in the cruel sea. He's not in. The- He's not in which we serve. Oh, who the fuck is the lead in which we serve? So Jason's going to look that up for us because I still want to know who that was. I need to know who was in In Which We Serve. I need to know who the lead was. I know it was directed by David Lean. You know, I wonder if David Lean was a fat man. Do you think that's why his last name was Lean as like an ironic joke? But then again, he wouldn't have been the first Lean because obviously he's somebody's son. I mean, we're all somebody's son unless, you know, we've been built in a, in a chamber somewhere. John Mills? No, it's not John Mills, not the lead. Oh, it's Noel Coward. <laughs> Well, yeah, Noel Coward's the lead, the lead yeah, captain. Yeah, that's but... who I mean. That's okay. I mean. Never mind. 
Noel Coward. Okay, well, we're going to talk about the movie at some point. Hell Drivers. Sure. Oh, more people are in this. So we also have... Uh, so Stanley Baker, yes. Not in In Which We Serve. No. Uh, we also have uh, Herbert Lom as uh, Gino. He showed up in Lady Killers. Sure. Um, not an Italian actor, by the way. No, no, not at all. <laughs> um, he also... People might know him from the Pink Panther series. He yep. plays Chief Inspector Dreyfus. Absolutely. Uh, we have Peggy Cummins as Lucy. Patrick McGowan. Um, the, of the Dambusters, briefly, and he's all—he was also in, of course, that popular show. Everyone, uh, I'm not even being sarcastic. The Prisoner, yeah, yeah, yeah the Prisoner yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, he plays Red. He's very—he's very scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, William Hartnell as Cartley. He was in Brighton Rock. Yep, and he was also the first Doctor. Absolutely, first Doctor Who. We have Wilf- Wilfred Lawson as Ed, the mechanic. Uh, we have Sid James yes. coming back. Uh, we see him in Carry Out the Kyber, I'm yep. All Right Jack, Lavender mm-hmm. Hill Mob, and then this, and he plays Dusty. Uh, Jill Ireland as Jill. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gordon Jackson as Scotty. Of course, Jordan Jackson from, uh, I believe he's from Whiskey Galore. believe so. We have, of course, Alfie Bass. Yes, our as, old friend. Uh, he's from Brief Encounter. Alfie, I can't believe enough. of... Of all the actors on Are You Being Served, that entire show, this is the guy that showed up the most in this list. Well, not the most. I mean, the most of like the actors from Are You Being Served. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm saying. I thought you meant ever. I was like, uh, Michael Caine would like to speak with you. <laughs> um, yeah, but he's in uh, Brief Encounter, Alfie, and Lavender Hill Mob. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, then, and then, of course, we have some... There, I mean, I'll mention him, but like you know, he's just some sort of unknown guy. Uh, not really a guy whose career turned out the way he would have wanted it, but Sean Connery. Yeah, you've heard, yeah, I've heard tell. I've heard yeah. tell. He plays uh Johnny Cates. Yeah, he gets a good maybe thirty to forty-five seconds total of like actual like direct screen time, perhaps. You, you can tell it's at the beginning before he had any real power in Hollywood because at, at that then he would have said, "I'm not using the last name Kate. That sounds like a girl's name." Ah. And then he would have spit in their mouth. Yeah, like, you know what I do with ladies? No, Sean, we don't want to know that for about 30 more years. Yeah. Save it. We all do it now. In these days. What? <laughs> well, I didn't expect this twist. <laughs> so, yeah. So, we got quite a cast here. A lot of people. Mm. Well, that was a good conversation. Mm. Yeah, so Jason, um, Helldriver, you now did you think this was a movie about stunt driving? I well, yes, yes, obviously, right out of the gate, because there used to be a group called the Hell Drivers that came around here once in a while. So that's what I thought. But no, this is a movie about trucking. Did you Brendan. think it was about them? Yeah, I thought it was about them. I thought it was like an early, early take on their uh, idea, and then they just were around for another fifty years. But uh yeah, this is a movie about trucking, but this isn't a movie about this isn't like uh long haul. This is like this is short haul trucking, and and when you think about trucking movies, you think long haul. But no, this is some short haul shit. Yeah, I just think about a bunch of hicks. Yeah. Really. Yeah. You know, well, I'm getting in my truck. Yeah, you think about American trucking. Yeah. But yeah. what you don't know is that British people also have trucks. They do have trucks, and they, they also like tr- drive them. They like trains more. Yeah. But they have trucks because sometimes you you can't get a train everywhere, but trucks probably. Including across the river, across the water, into Canada. So what's this movie about, Brendan? Well, let me tell you. Our hero, Stanley Baker, plays a guy named Tom. Stompin' Tom? Uh, No, he doesn't sing. He doesn't wear a cowboy hat. He's just a regular old British guy who needs a job. Hmm. And so he goes to this truck place, this, uh, what do you call it, a uh, depot? Yeah. I guess. It's like a prison, kind yeah, of. Yeah, kind of. It's a depot where they have trucks, and they uh, transport loads of what seems to be, I think, crushed rock of sorts uh, from one place to another, and they get paid by the load. Now, this is a really interesting type of a place because this is clearly a place that does not have a labor union. And clearly a place that uh, seems to employ, for the most part, ex-cons. They don't, no, I, don't think they des- I don't think they specifically employ ex-cons because uh, a certain character tries to hide it. That he's an ex-con. Yeah, no, I just feel like it, it would attract that kind of... Uh... Yeah, well, so basically it boils down to this is the sort of trucking job where they expect you to make, I think, at least 10 loads a day. I think, yeah, and it's a lot. you're expected to drive at least minimum 30 miles an hour the whole way and get there as fast as possible. Well, if you don't, you won't, draw, you won't make those loads. Exactly. Uh, so they have to do these loads in the run of a day, so it's some very dangerous driving. You might say it's a sort of hell driving. You might say that, but you probably wouldn't, unless you were Jason on this podcast, who's trying to open a beer, looking very confused. 
So Stanley Baker uh, joins up here as Tom. He wants a job. He's very uh, uh, mysterious about his past. He won't say uh, too much. He's been abroad or he's been around. It feels like a very modern character trope, yeah. like a Ryan Gosling kind of thing, or he shows up in town and it's just like, who's that dark stranger? Yeah. Not dark, maybe, Ryan Gosling. So, he, of course, he wants to, you know, he wants to this job uh, and wants to make a bunch of money doing it, but he has to contend with the rest of the drivers. We've got their own little clicks going on, and also the, the kind of top driver is a fellow named Red, played by Patrick McGowan, mm-hmm. who, of course, being named Red, is obviously Irish and uh, is the, the mean-as-nails bully that is kind of, you know, kind of forced his way to the top of this group of people and insists on being the guy that makes the most loads. Oh, he's a psychopath. He's a nut job. Oh, you can tell how he's crazy. He smokes his cigarette in the front of his mouth. Mm-hmm. Like, not like out the side of his they mouth. They can't like, see you. No, I'm showing you, though. It's like out the front of his mouth. The guys that smoke cigarettes like that, those are bad people. And then he's chain smoking, too. That makes him even worse. Oh, shit. Yeah, he lighting up a cigarette with another cigarette. This guy's bad news. He's a bad mother. Shut your mouth. I was just talking about a truck driver. Oh. I don't think that's the next part. So for some reason, Tom gets very, like, determined to uh, 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 beat Red. But in the course of this, he also makes a friend. Now, you mean to say beat Red in the sense that he wants to make yeah, more Yeah, he wants to make more runs, runs in the day than Red. At Red. He... Because Red has offered up a, a gold cigarette case as a prize to anybody that can beat him. It's like a 200, it's worth 250 pounds. Solid gold cigarette case. Mm-hmm. So he wants to do that. Now, of course, uh, Tom makes a friend, because we've got to have a friend out the gate, and that is uh, Gino, uh, whose name is not actually Gino. His name is Emmanuel. But everybody calls him Gino because he's Italian. And they're and, all racist. And they're all racist. And he's played by Herbert Loam, a man who is a Czech, uh, a Czech-British actor and not Italian at all. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I will say I've seen worse choices for portrayals sure, of certain sure. races. but he's, he, And he's pretty mild about it. He's not he's not quite Super Mario with his Italian accent. No. And I think it's interesting right out of the gate that they they kind of address the racism thing head on with him yeah, saying... Yeah, he literally says, like, uh, they, he's like uh, they call me Gino. My name's Emmanuel. But uh, I'm the Italian guy, so they just call me Gino. <laughs> and then later on, a lot of times, they call him Spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. Or I heard him call Wop once. Yeah. Ah, mamma mia. You're giving me a fright. <laughs> You just arrived, huh? Yeah. Capito. I come in. You lie there. You say nothing. You uh, have a good laugh, huh? No? You know, there is so much noise. You hear the noise, huh? This room is empty. I use her for, uh, like a church, you know. Uh, You want to know I should move with these things? Oh, that's okay. Come in when you like. Sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Thank you. It's better in here for me. Some people do not understand. Uh, they make a joke. Huh? <laughs> I don't mind. But, uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you drive with us? Yeah, starting tomorrow. What truck did they give you? Number 13. Lugubins. 13. Not so good. You know, you also have a Lagubin's room. Yeah? Oh, no. <laughs> oh, listen. The shell, the shell, she never fall in the same place twice. No, you've got a very good situation here. Uh, what are you called? Tom. To all of the boys, I am Gino, because I'm Italian, you know, but my real name is Emanuelo. Leggy, Lagubin, he was my, my special friend. But, uh, yeah, so they, they become friends after uh, uh, Gino wanders into the room where Tom is staying and he has, like, a little, like, uh, uh, altar set up with the Virgin Mary and shit because he's Catholic, right? Mm-hmm. And then they become friends and become buddies and they work uh, work together to kind of fuck over Red when they can to... Because, yeah, Gino gets it. Gino gets Red's little... getting a little high in the britches. But, of course, a lot of the rest of the drivers, he's like the bully, right? Where he's got, like, all of his, like, little minions that hang out around him and... Are willing to uh, uh, do his bidding. Bunch of yes men. Bunch of yes men. Because also Red Shitty and will dock their pay sometimes, so you don't want to fuck with them, right? Well, I'm pretty sure the idea is that the reason he... Because he's the foreman. Mm. Red foreman. Mm. Uh, oh, shit! Wow, man. Oh, man. Do you think? I think so. Do you think this is where they got it? That's where they got it. Um, but he... Uh, he He's the kind of... Well, he's... 
I think he's literally getting to do that many runs because he pockets the difference in the yeah. money. I think that's uh, the whole thing. Yeah, like right, not right. Getting the, the right pay. Because we get that revealed at the end that there's a scam going on yeah. between the William Hartnell and Red stealing yes. from the business. William Hartnell, who is uh, not a great guy either, but not as evil as Red. No, no, no not quite as wheeling straight up to do murder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I feel like, and it's not addressed in the movie, but I feel like Red is, is a speed freak. Like, I feel like he's on the verge of like a psychotic breakdown. Yeah, he likes driving he, fast. He likes driving fast, but he also, yeah, but he did, but yeah, he's taking amphetamines because that's what, you know, truckers did back in those days to stay awake. And this is after the war too. So a lot of guys that came back already had amphetamine addictions from their time in the service. Mm-hmm. So, you know, makes people go a little nuts if you're doing speed all the time. Just look at Lemmy. And now he's dead. Are, Are you, you sure? Uh, I checked, yeah. When? when? Uh, a couple years ago. <sighs> Jason, have you checked recently? I can't say that I have, no. Well, come with us, won't you, as we go check on the corpse of Lemmy. Shovel noises, shovel noises, shovel noises. Nope, he's a skeleton. Are you, are you, are you there, Lemmy? No? All right. Lemmy, are you okay? Are you okay, Lemmy? That's the song he sings, right? Yeah, that's fun. No, he's, he's dead. He's dead. Fill the hole back in, Brennan. All right. <laughs> Back to our regular jobs. Mm. Oh no, I'm at work. <laughs> We're back. Oh, I'm awake. Wow, what a dream. Oh man. Oh, mm. I had a dream too. Yeah. Oh. Hell we drivers. Should, we shouldn't tell each other what it was though, just in case it was the same one. Yeah, that'd, that'd freak, that'd us, freak out. us out. Too bad. So hell drivers, hell drivers, hell drivers. Uh, what about hell drivers? So yeah, you're saying he's uh, he's trying. Yeah, and the other thing we got to include is that there's also a love triangle of sorts going on at the same time. Yeah, because Gino is super into uh, Lucy, who is the young lady that works in the dispatch office. Who's who's a a brassy lady. Brassy, broad lady, but also who clearly has designs on Tom from the moment she sees him. Mm. Mm -hmm. She's very aggressive about that. Yes, she she wants that Tom. She wants it now. But unfortunately, Gino... Gino's in that kind of sad guy position of like he likes her and he takes her out on dates and stuff and he's he got a ring and he's gonna like propose to her and she has no interest. He's not getting it. No. Nope. But you know what? I gotta say, Jason, he seems like a nice guy to me. Yeah, no, Gino seems he's fine. a nice guy. He's all right, just like me. I'm a nice guy. I'm a, I'm a nice guy, and I'm always doing cool things that dudes do that chicks are super into because sure. I'm a nice guy. You're a nice guy. I get it. I Look get at it. my hat. That's yeah, I see it. Whoop. Look, I can make it wink. <sighs> yeah. So poor Gino. Nice guy. Nice guy. But wants to move back to Italy. Proud boy. And no. 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 And uh take Lucy back with him. But she doesn't want to go she because she's go. into Tom. Yeah. And to the movie's credit, it does something that I feel like a lesser movie just would have went for, especially in nineteen fifty seven. They don't um A, they don't make Tom go for it really early. Like, mm. he's not just like, yeah, let's do it. Oh, but my friend, oh, fine, yeah, let's yeah. do it. Like, it takes a long time for him to sure, walk Sure, 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 sure. And B, um, we uh, we don't spend the movie blaming her for what happens later. No. I feel like in another movie, they'd be like, oh, she tore us apart. We were friends, and look what she ended up doing to you. Well, I mean, you have to remember, too, in this movie, uh, this problem is kind of solves itself immediately because as soon as, like, she turns Gino down, the very next day, he gets into an accident that burns most of his body, and he's on the verge of death when they come to see him. Well, hardly an accident, as we later right, learn. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, that he's kind of conveniently, that problem is kind of... Taken care of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so he spends, so Tom spends the movie uh, uh, plowing the roads, you know, just driving as fast as he can. Other cars be damned. Like, they they, they oh, uh, undercrank the film on this one to make the trucks look like they're going super quick. Yeah, so what do you mean? Like, they, they, they just move, it, move the film slower? Yeah, they, they shoot the film slower so that when they play it back at regular speed, it looks like it's going faster. That's why, like, old movies that were shot at 16 frames a second, when you watch old movies, it looks like everybody's moving real fast. It's because it's going that extra speed. Oh. Yeah, fun fact. Okay, I got you now. Took me a second to put that together in my head. Um, I didn't know so it was kind of, it's, so it's kind of like they f- they filmed it like they did like they did silent movies. Yeah, yeah, they just, just filmed it like 16 driving. frames a second and it then played it back at 24. Yeah, no. Like it doesn't look hurt too herky-jerky. Yeah. It looks like those trucks are really beefing it down that road. Yeah, it's like I wonder if those trucks are that maneuverable, but uh, no, they are going pretty fast. And yeah, that's the thing. They're just carelessly driving these trucks. And so okay, here's the thing. Like I said earlier, this is a truck job that doesn't have a union, right? Remember all I'm, 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 do you remember I'm all right, Jack? 
I do. And you remember how there was like that tension between the union and the management and the union wanted to, or the management wanted to like get the union on like a tie management system and the union didn't want to do it. This sort of job is why unions exist because the, the workers deal in this is terrible. They're paid per load. So it's commission. So they have to do, so it's only however many loads they get, they get. There's no base pay. There's no base pay. They have to pay, they have to maintain their own truck and pay for it. Mm-hmm. They don't own the truck, but they have to pay to maintain it. They have to do it themselves. Um, and they can get docked pay for, for going too slow or not making enough runs. Like, it's it's bad. There's no protections. Everything is on the worker. And if uh, you even slip for a second, they fucking boot you to the curb. So, wait, is it also 1957, though? Yeah. Was it was Unions were around. They were around, for sure. But you And I mean, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know what it was like. This this sort of job would most likely happen in a situation where the the amount of labor that was needed was outstripped by the amount of people. Like, where the, if the demand for labor was low or lower and there were a lot of people seeking jobs, you would definitely have jobs like this happen because jobs would be able to say that bullshit and be like, yeah, we're going to pay you shit and you're going to like it. Mm-hmm. Um in a situation where there are, are where the labor is in higher demand, they couldn't get away with this because nobody would take the fucking job. Right. But clearly, whatever's happening, people are taking these jobs for a reason, and the the wor- and the guys that are running this place are willing to exploit the drivers for it in a way that is it puts their safety in danger and puts all the risk on them to enrich the company. So what you're saying is, it sounds like heck of a job. Sounds like an adrenaline rush, driving those trucks real fast. Real fast for almost no money. Real fast. So yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the movie is basically you know him, uh, uh, Tom, dealing with the trucking. Also, we get to meet his family at one point. We uh, uh, meet his little brother who has crutches and is still on them, and his mother who doesn't like Tom very much because we learned Tom spent a year in prison. Yeah, and we don't get like the full thing of what no. happened, but we do know he was a driver. He was a driver, for something, and, and that he and that he basically was the reason his brother's on crutches. Exactly, and that's kind of cool how they tie that together later because for a long time. You get the idea that he might have a shady past, but you don't really get the full extent of it until that scene. Yeah. But you still you still care about that character up to that point. Like they yeah. do enough despite not knowing anything about him, they do enough to make him likable. Yeah. And to make you he, he's a criminal or he's he's guilty of a crime and he went to prison for it, but it's not something that we necessarily feel is irredeemable. He's got uh he's got good convictions. And the fact that is his little brother's like, Look, man, I don't hold it against you. Like, yeah. you know, whatever. But the mother happened. won't even take no. money from him. No, she doesn't want anything to do with him. And she, of course, because she, she also assumes the money's dirty, given his pre- previous history. Right. <sighs> yeah, Stanley Baker was the original baby driver. <laughs> Basically. He used to drive around, uh, let's see, Jamie Foxx, uh, Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. And uh, John Hamm, uh, Vincent Price. Sure. Uh, so, yeah, um... So so part of the problem for them doing these loads is that Red, being the guy in charge, is really aggressive about his jobs. And he will, like, go to lengths just to pass everybody on the road. Like, driving on the side of the highway, you know, getting his truck up on the side. Like, doesn't give a fuck. He gets to the yard. If somebody's there ready to get their load, he fucking will just push them out of the way. He drives through a quarry. He's a real asshole, Brendan. Yeah. And then he... And yeah, he, he's just a ruffian. He, he gets his boys together. They At one point, they start fucking with uh, Tom... I thought you were going to say they start fucking. No, they start fucking with Tom because Tom and, and uh, Gino had been kind of, you know, getting in uh, uh, Red's way. Gino at one point like pulled his truck in front of Red and just kind of sat there and read a newspaper and pissed Red off immensely while uh, uh, Tom filled his load up. If they heard what you did today, you'd wake up wearing their footprints. Oh, is somebody going to write to nobody? Huh? I said, is somebody going to All right, I heard you. What are you trying to do? Be funny? Gino? don't like your attitude. You got a chip on your shoulder. You think so? Yeah. If I was to knock it off, your head might go with it. Well, I'm the last man who want to walk around without a head. Huh? <laughs> That's better. You know, get a hold of this, will you? I... I've got two jobs here, see? I'm the pace setter and the road foreman. That means I'll be watching you from two directions at once. To beat you on the road and to beat you down when you get out of line. I'm not looking for trouble. Unless I'm pushed. Even if you're pushed. 
Hey, so over here, Red. Uh, at one point, they fucking they they tied a there was like a workbench in the in the bay where he keeps his truck, and one of the other guys tied like a line to the workbench so that when Tom drove his truck out, he hauled the fucking workbench out with them and caused a bunch of damage to the truck in the shop. You know, and of course they of course the management's like, well, you're gonna pay for that truck truck driving frat house gags. Yeah. Um, this whole movie reminded me of a movie that came out like this year. Yeah. It was a movie uh, directed by Guy Ritchie called Wrath of Man. Oh, with uh, um, Jason Statham. Yeah, the whole th- not the whole thing because that movie evolved that eventually evolves into a huge gunfight and robbery. But it just reminded me in the sense that you got this character who comes in, don't know anything about him, comes into this job, very mysterious. Everyone's kind of giving him shit. Turns out to be very good at his job. Slowly earns the respect of everyone. That's the similarity. That's where the similarities end. But like, and then eventually, like, slowly in that movie, as we do in this movie, we find out his past and stuff. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting that uh, I was like, surely Guy Ritchie saw this movie. Yeah, it must have. I mean, come on. There's no way. There's no way. It's a British crime of sorts. I've seen every British British director has seen every British movie. I would hope so. I want to tell you, by the way, this movie, I think this movie should have been used as a template for Solo, a Star Wars story. Oh, yes. Please go on. Well, you think about it, right? So this movie's about Tom. He's kind of mysterious past. You think about, you you, you take the, the bones of this movie. You could build a Han Solo movie that I think would work better than maybe the one we got. Now, to be fair, I've not seen it. I did read a plot summary of it. It's the one Star Wars movie I've not seen. But, uh, like, yeah, the, the Han and Chewie come in, you know, they're trying to make their name as smugglers. They get on with Jabba the Hutt. Jabba's got a bunch of different smugglers. He's like, guys, you got to get this shit to this stuff. You got to get this stuff to this location quick. The quicker you get it, the more money you get. They're running shit back and forth. You know, they encounter an Imperial Patrol at one point. They dump their cargo. That pisses Jabba off. And you eventually end up with that scene where they do the Kessel Run. And, you know, of course, he says in the movie, we, we, I made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs, which didn't make any sense because a parsec is a measure of distance. But we figured that out when we re-justified it in canon as saying that the Maw, where the Kessel system is, is full of black holes. And the more direct route you take, the more, less time it takes and uh, the quicker you get where you need to go. So you do that. You have that as like the final confrontation between Han and whoever his rival, his, his red, is uh, in the movie. And then Darth Maul is, is there at the end. So I think that they made a bad choice making the movie they did. A movie that, once again, you have not seen. I have not seen. I I don't approve of, but I will see someday. Here's the thing, Brendan. I think that uh, A.C. Crispin did a really good job writing the Han Solo trilogy, and there was a lot of great ideas in there that they didn't seize on for uh, that movie. Like Han getting shanghai like Bud Abbott. Can you say shanghai anymore? Uh, yes. Okay. Well, there you go. If you wanted to know about Solo, you got it all. I I'm just fart. saying, remake remake a Star Wars movie as Hell Drivers. I My first thing that I wrote about this entire movie, Jason, is despite my stepfather being a truck driver, I have I am completely ignorant and clueless when it comes to this occupation and its culture. Mm-hmm. So I went into this movie being like, I don't know. Don't anything about it. Yeah, no, and this is a and this is a different sort of culture. This is not like the kind of culture that's cultivated on the on the highways and byways of North America. Uh, this is not C.W. McCall's convoy, my friend. This is a whole sure? different beast. These boys have to go back to the rest house with the with the brassy old matron, uh, where they're renting rooms, and she has to break up fights and shit. They don't uh, they don't stem, spend their days on the roads. I love that matron. In the by same the way. way, yeah, she's great. She uh, doesn't get a lot of screen time, but she's enjoyable. She doesn't. But her first appearance, where she's being all brassy and everything, I'm just like, oh, she's oh yeah, great. you get uh, Tom to help her put on her corset. Yeah, the well, the first thing he, he does, he walks in to get a room because that's where they all stay. The drivers. And uh, she she doesn't even see who it is. She yeah. just hears someone's there. She's like, "Help me with this first, won't you?" Yeah. Like she has to like do up her fucking corset, and then she's like, "Okay, now do you want a room?" Yeah, she doesn't take any guff, and uh, she's not uh, not, she's not so, much a sacred. She's for also her. really sweet, though. Yeah, she's a lovely lady. She cares about her boys. Uh, yeah, even though she has to go and break them up from fighting with each other when they come in drunk. I'm in the kitchen. Oh, you couldn't pull your own shoelaces together. Hello. Who are you? Never mind, come in and make yourself useful. Oh, Jill, go away. You're not strong enough. This needs a man's hand. Come on, young fella, let's see how strong you are. Well, they told me I could get a room here. First things first, here, get hold of these and pull. Okay. Come on. Tighter. Come on, you won't hurt me. Oh, that's it. Oh, 
steal these, our young fella. Supports Miss Pine. Had an accident. How long do you want the room for? Patrick McGowan, on the other hand, is terrifying, as we said. He is. What is, did you notice that like that big scar on his head? It oh. went like down the middle of his head, and I was just like, I wonder what that is supposed to be. Hmm. Well, just I mean, what I, kind of injury do you think Red would have gotten um, prior to this? Oh, probably fighting for his own position, getting knocked into like a radiator or something. I don't mm. know. I don't know. He's a he's an asshole, but I'm sure he's gotten into some scraps. Let's talk about how this movie ends, Brendan. I mean, sure. I, there's other things I want to get to, but yes. Uh, well, it's just because it's kind of abrupt, too. <laughs> yeah. No. No. I, I just mean like I still have other things. Okay. I just I just don't want to end with this. Okay. Well so, then. Uh, no, go ahead. Well, I just want to mention it. So yeah. yeah we, no, 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 it's fine. So he's doing no, the no, runs. No, 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 it's fine. So he's doing the no, runs. It's fine. Go so, ahead. So he's doing his runs. He's doing his runs. He's doing his runs. Oh, he's doing those runs. And uh, Red and the um, boss realize that he's figured out what's going on, so they need to eliminate him. Because they because they had eliminated Gino, right? They got Gino into that accident. They were responsible for it, and Gino died. Yeah, they well, they... they so Gino and Tom, the night before, switched numbers. Yes. Because Gino was like, in the in, when we do our run tomorrow, what I'll do is I'll, I'll they'll think I'm me, they'll get in my way, and you'll be in my car, and they'll, you, they won't even notice you going and doing your runs. Yeah. So when they switch numbers, of course, they think that... Tom is in this car when really it's Gino's car, yeah. and that's why Gino goes off and yeah. gets killed. So they're really not trying to kill Gino, but they're not upset about it. No, they're not upset about it. And then, of course, uh, at the end of the movie, um, uh, Tom jumps in the number one truck and takes off, and that pisses Red off immeasurably because that's his truck, and they jump in the number three truck, which, of course, we, as we remember, was switched. Yes. So uh, he chases after him. They, they basically follow the place that uh, they know uh, Tom is going to be. They lie in wait. Tom comes by with a load. They chase after him, and they get into a car chase across this dangerous shortcut. But then uh, they end up running uh, uh, Tom off the road and knocking him out in the cab of his truck. But then they end up losing control and going off over the edge of the cliff, realizing at the last moment that the truck they're in is number 13 because it's on the keychain. Yep. That truck that killed everybody or, or fucked up everybody driving it except Tom. Also, Tom, I don't know if I would have left that clue behind. Yeah, yeah, you think. But they didn't notice it anyways until it was too late. I, I, do, I do like how... Um I do, I do like how the, the the actual stunt too because, dude, I have never seen this in a movie of this era. The the truck goes over the cliff. Yeah. It's a crazy stunt. Yeah. Truck goes over the cliff, lands on its back, and as it's about to land, you see a fucking body flying out. <laughs> That's amazing. Did you not see that? No, though? I didn't. I didn't notice like, that. Right at the last second, as it lands, a body like tum like flies out of the car. And, and it's clear like, they just hucked a real Whoa. truck off the cliff, yeah. <laughs> and then blew it up. Yeah, that was like the best boy or something. Which is funny because then, then when Tom's truck falls off the cliff, though, it just falls down. It doesn't explode. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, he's, and, not the ba- he's not the bad guy. But yeah, exactly. So he he manages. So Tom is like in the truck and the truck's on the edge of the cliff and he's starting to lose weight as the, the crushed rock starts to drain out of the back and he manages to clamber out before it goes over the cliff. And then uh, what's her face? Lucy shows up and she's like, hey, and she runs over and we get the end. Yeah. And that's that. And you know what? It's nice because, you know, maybe they'll be together. But the movie doesn't explicitly yeah. say that. It's just like, nope, we, you got what you came for. The truck blew up. <laughs> but I like that because, again, movies of this era, and I think the third man was an outlier for that. Mm. We talked about that ending where she actually just walks away. He yeah. doesn't get that Hollywood ending. No, that was great. But I think I think movies of this era w- were doing that for the most part. So I do think it's nice that they wrapped it up just before that could happen. And, of course, Gino conveniently out of the way. There's no there's nobody to feel bad. But that's what I mean. With Gino having died, you'd think they go for the kiss at the end or something. Yeah. But they don't. No, she so just shows like, up. They did get. They did have Gino die, but they also don't complete that. So it doesn't feel as phony to me. I guess. Yeah. Um, can we talk about the dance hall scene? <laughs> yes. Yes. With the ends in a fight. Well, and it starts out with some very uh, aggressive uh, tact, uh, very aggressive actions towards women. Yeah. Well, All the women at the dance hall. Yeah. The, the, these guys are shitty people for they're, the most part. I wrote down that it's almost like it's very Animal House esque. Yeah. It's, like it's very boy. fratty. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like Sid James, like. Basically sending that sending that guy on a goose hunt, goose chase so that he could uh, have some time with his wife or his girlfriend or something, you know. Yeah, who's like very young. Yeah, who's yeah. These women are very young that they're going after in this in this uh, dance hall scene. Most of these truck drivers, except for like uh, Stanley Baker and Sean Connery, are quite old. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're rough, rough and tumble sorts of fellas. 
Uh, at one point, the guy comes back and he's trying to dance with his wife. And Sid James comes over doing a bit wearing a fucking like shawl and fake boobs. And, and, Cutting in, it's so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I said, it's very like like teenage sex comedy. Yeah, yeah, it's a weird, weird little tone shift in the middle of the movie, but all, but also showing just how how much because you know this is Britain in the fifties, right? So if anything, it's showing how out of sorts these guys are compared to kind of everybody else who's very reserved and formal in this atmosphere. Especially as they come in and they're like, "Oh, we're not gonna have any trouble this time, are we, boys?" Like, <laughs> and then they do, and then they do, of course. Um, yeah, I think that this that scene should have been scored with Animal House. Doo, doo. No. Baby, baby, there's some friends I know. You think they had that kind of foresight, Brendan? Yes. Foreskin. 30 years in the future? They had that foreskin? Well, they're British. Yeah, and then, of course, that dance hall scene has that big brawl and everyone is kind of thrown out. Um, and that's a, uh, that's a pivotal scene, too, because in that scene... We don't know, I don't think we quite explicitly know that Tom is an ex-con yet, mm. but the cops are coming and Tom gets the fuck out, yeah. whereas everybody else stays there. Um, and at first we're like, oh shit, well yeah, I'd probably run too, fuck him. But then they of course turn on him because he didn't Didn't stick around, yeah, yeah. Um, but we later learn that probably doesn't want to end up in trouble with the cops because he's probably on his last strike. Well, he's pr- well, he's probably he's out of prison, but he's probably on probation. So. He might not even be able to be allowed to work where he's working. Yeah. He might not well, be allowed to be in, in that town. That's true, given that his um he doesn't have proper papers, which Lucy let slide because she wants to bone him. And I think she gets the idea that he might be an ex-con. Yeah. Because when he says, like, uh, they haven't uh, come around yet or something, yeah. she gives him that, like, oh, I won't say anything. I'll know what's going on. Wink, yeah. wink. By the way, I want to fuck you and not Gino. Aye. Trucks. Um. Yeah, trucks. But but not even trucks. I want to talk about the um. We we talked about a lot of fight scenes in these movies, Jason. We talked yeah. about a lot of a uh, very dirty, rough, messy fight scenes. Mm-hmm. And this is another one. This is Tom and Red when they have their big fight. Um, it's pretty great because it looks like a real fight. Yeah, it abso- I noted that exact same thing. Yes, absolutely. This is a movie where they just go at each other. They get each other down on the ground. They pound the fuck out of each other. It's it's not a choreographed ballet. It, again, it comes back to something like the Ipcrest file. You know, a similar yeah. kind of just like, this is how people actually struggle with each other in fights like this. Well, and apparently, according to Stanley Baker, um, this fight is not... A hundred percent fake, uh-huh. um, because both of them, both of them had done some boxing, mm. so they both they were both kind of trying to figure out like how do we do this fight? Do we just do like do we just? It's got to be somewhat choreographed, even if it's choreographed to not yeah. look choreographed. But we also I mean? can't stand there and like like put our dukes up and and throw punches at each other back and forth. But they kind of do. They do at, yeah. at first. They kind of get in that stance and they kind of both use their boxing. Uh, um, knowledge to kind of make the punches look a little bit better yeah and and, the, and you know just the overall fighting stance and yeah i don't know and he's and yeah stanley baker said yeah a lot of the blood and the bruises in that scene like they're they're from us punching each other in the face <laughs> like, it's not makeup so there you go it's 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 they live before they live tough men tough men tougher times man imagine a fight between roddy piper and patrick mcguin that would go on for an hour <laughs> And Keith David and Stanley Baker. Hit him, right. Four corners match. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I have a whole lot else, like, uh, majorly to say, but I'm sure you have some bits and bobs. Absolutely. So, uh, Jason, we are going... Listen, these episodes are shorter. Get out the fucking deal with it, all right? Yeah. <sighs> Stop sending me letters. Look, you'll have an extra half hour on your day. Get over it. I'm just kidding. Email me. I love emails. <laughs> talk to me. I'll talk to you, too. We love you. Maybe. Jason, we are going to, uh, I guess we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to hear from some sponsors and we will be right back. Age of Radio. No stop signs. Speed limits. These trucks are going real fast. Hell driver. They're from hell. I'm on the hell driver. Hell driver highway. And 
that means, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, gather your bibs, gather your cribs, and gather your fibs, because it's time for Bits and Bobs with your daddy, Jason. No, no, I'm just your friend. I'm just your dad's friend. Leather daddy, Jason. No, no, I mean, yeah. Why does that sound worse? (laughs) (laughs) It does sound worse. I will agree with that. I'm just your dad's friend. (laughs) But it's time for Bits and Bobs with Jason, and Brendan sometimes, if he feels like it. We got a convoy, Brendan, right off the gate. A mighty one? A mighty, mighty convoy rolling through the night. Uh, Tom shows up, wants a job, any job, wants to drive a truck. He's driven lots of shit before. He clearly, I don't know if he's driven a ballast truck, but he'll just drive whatever they tell him to. He's happy to do it. Uh, they don't think he can handle loads at those speeds, those those trucks, but he is going to prove them different. It's a very dangerous business. A, ver- a very dangerous uh, ch- uh, training environment. Well, yeah, <laughs> basically like scene. I wonder yeah. how many people died doing that. Yeah, well, I mean, the mechanic goes with them, so they're probably not going to die. But how many mechanics have they gone through? Well, that's a good question. Uh, this is sort of a capitalist dystopia, this this job. This is, the, we're, we're, this is exactly what capitalists do if they would be allowed to do it. They would pay you very little, and they would put all the risk on you. Mm-hmm. Uh, let the road look after itself, he says, because at one point they're coming along this really narrow road, and the guy's like, Tom is like, well, wait a minute. What if, what if there's another truck that comes along? And he, the other mechanic's just like, well, suppose there isn't another truck coming along. Let the road take care of itself. <laughs> As in, just ignore it. Just do it. Sean Connery in this movie. Sean Connery, yeah. He gets a few lines. He's, He's about got 26 those, years old. Yeah, very young. He's got those eyebrows. <laughs> Definitely looking like a supporting character actor. Yeah, he's uh, but he's got that star quality. Yeah, he's got that look. He stands out. You notice him. Out. He um, yeah, he only gets a few lines, but in one, but of course, in one of those scenes, he's uh, seducing a lady. Yeah. So, what else is he gonna do? No, it's it's just it's so weird to see him, kind of almost in the background. <laughs> yeah, it's so strange. It, yeah, exactly. It is strange. Um, I don't know if they did, but I wonder if the Simpsons, uh, the people that have made the Simpsons, had seen this movie because there's that episode where Homer goes and and eats a a steak at a steak restaurant and competes against a trucker named red. I don't know if that specifically came from this or if red's just a good name for a trucker. The trucker in that show is not Irish. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it could just be red. Could just be cool. Uh, of course, of course, red is Irish. I already said that because he's evil. Impossible. quotas. I say impossible. I was going to say red also drinks on the job. I don't know if you notice this because he's Irish, obviously. And if you look close, I'm pretty sure that's a bottle of Guinness he's drinking. And kudos to Patrick McGowan for making fun of his own people. Yes, absolutely. He's a, he's a real sport. Um, imp- I wrote down that there are impossible quotas for potentially dangerous jobs, which is sadly relevant still. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Amazon, I'm looking at you, bitches. Exactly. Uh, at the same the time, if you would like to get us on Amazon Music, please uh, add us. Yeah, sure. Uh, pay us a fair wage. I like the scene where Gino slows everybody down uh, to give uh, Tom a head start. That's very funny to me because Red is going fucking psycho because, of course, he is. Uh, just because, yeah, he's just driving like an old man. Just like, just keep it in front of them, not letting them pass. It's wonderful. I, I would also, and also, like, I complain about um, the overuse of prequels or like that they make too many prequels. I would watch a Red movie. Yeah, I want to see where he came from. Yeah. Uh, I just want to see him as a little baby boy. Oh, yeah. At one point, uh, so after Lucy breaks up with Gino, she obviously tells Tom about it. And, you know, because she's into Tom. And, and she, Tom's like, wait a minute. You, you gave him his ring back and told him you weren't interested? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, you had no right to do that. <laughs> uh, I think she did, Tom. Yeah. He says at one point, he's like, but you're Gino's woman. Yeah. <laughs> Which, Gino's again, woman. guys, 1957. Okay. Different time for sure. Uh, but I will say that um, uh, the movie, do- like, again, the movie doesn't make her a villain. So when he says that line, you're Gino's woman, she's like, I'm no one's woman. Yeah. So I like that they let her be defiant at that, at least. Yeah. And that's pretty much all I got. I think we've talked about everything else. Like, this is a, this is a pretty simple movie. Well, I've got a few things. Let me hear it. Maybe maybe a couple. Um, I do like how I, <laughs> Lucy is in uh, a horror movie for a moment when she comes into the dance hall. And all the truck dri- and all the truck drivers are asking her for a dance, and they uh. all like dogpile her <laughs> at one point. Yeah. And I was like, "That girl is going to get uh, murdered or raped." Well, she's the girl from work, and she shows up dressed to the nines. They don't see her dressed to the nines; they see her in her work office clothes most of the time, which is just like pants and a shirt. Like, so what you're saying is totally justified. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, those guys are just getting their energy out. Hey, hey, boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. 
Um, I asked the question, was Tom a driver for bank robbers? Maybe in the yeah. past. Well, I mean, that, that seems like a jail for a year, though. Maybe I wish Stanley Baker had been in the Italian job because then we could kind of connect the two. Wasn't he in the Italian job? <laughs> I'm going to come down that road again. <laughs> um, Red kind of reminds me of a Disney villain, too. Yeah, he's he's got a bit of a cartoony edge to him. Well, in the sense that he has those yes-men around him. Yeah. I feel like he's one of those, guys, like Gaston. Yeah, has his, yeah. like, LeFou <laughs> and, uh, you know, stuff like that. Sid James and Alfie Bass kind of, like, uh, biting at his heels. Yeah. Um, I almost cried at one point in this movie. Oh. Yeah. It's when Tom is trying to give Gino kind of peace of mind. They go see him as he's, like, dying. Mm. And he, t- he tells Gino, like... No, no, no. She was she was into you. She she came over to tell me that she loved you, and and Gino at that point is just like, don't lie to me. Yeah. Like it's fine. I or he says like you know you're you're good together. Don't you, bullshit me, you, motherfucker. You, you, you clearly she clearly likes you. And you clearly like her. It, it was emotional. Just yeah. the moment where where he, not so much where Gino's like ah oh, you guys should be together because that feels like <laughs> again we're letting them get off a little scot free. Yeah. But just the moment where Tom actually says, no, no, she came to tell me that she loved you. Like, as it, so Gino could go out with that thought kind of thing. It's like Colonel Blimp. Yeah. <laughs> what? Like, because uh, he kind of liked that nurse, and then his German friend married the nurse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's really all I have. And then, of course, that, like I said, that dummy that flies out of uh, Red's car, Red's truck as it's crashing, yeah. gives it a little more flair. <laughs> it's good stuff. It's good effects work, guys. Appreciate it. But Jason, that's uh that's pretty much it. I yeah. mean I don't really have a whole lot to say of the background of this movie too. I mean, it doesn't go to any kind of awards ceremonies, no. uh, which is not surprising for this kind of movie. Um it received good reviews at the time. Don't really have any financial information on this one. So guys, I hope you like this discussion. Yeah. <laughs> we we it's it, I think you'll turn out we I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with our opinions of this movie, mm. but we don't honestly have a whole lot to say. Yeah, yeah. No, this this movie's pretty straight to the point, but uh it was a, it was an interesting watch. But Jason, final thoughts on Hill Drivers. But before my final thoughts, I just want to quickly say if you want to watch this movie, look it up on YouTube because it's on YouTube. Somebody posted it. For I don't free. know if it's still there forever, but check it out. It's it's good. Hell Drivers. It's free and it's it's pretty good quality. Um, yeah, this movie's great. This movie's a lot of fun. Uh, it's just it's a good story of this guy trying to make his way, do what he can. He has a villain to compete with. There's some fast truck driving. There's a good explosion at the end. He gets the girl. Like it's it's a solid watch. Um, I'm surprised that this movie itself hasn't been remade in some form. Like either is my solo story but also you know you could do this as like a sci-fi movie on mars with like guys driving dump trucks on mars or you could do it as a as a modern day trucking thing like but see i feel like this story this story has been done a bunch of times oh for sure this the the bones of this yeah specifically what happens like a guy coming into a new situation and trying to make it and kind of clashing with veterans on the process and working to be the best at what he's doing yeah like if this had a gunfight at the end where most of the characters died then it would be really similar to wrath of man yeah (laughs) (laughs) which which uh we haven't gotten around to yet but it's guy Ritchie movie so maybe 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 there's also a new movie coming out called belfast which i think would be like it sounded like a perfect BFI top 100 Ooh. movie. So maybe we should talk about it. Directed by Kenneth Branagh. Oh, well, I like that. Mm-hmm. Not starring Kenneth oh, Branagh, though. Well, you know. he's, he's doing all he's Doing a Gary Oldman. <laughs> he's putting all the work behind the camera. Sounds like an anal sex joke. So, yeah. That's what you think? I like this movie a lot. Check it out. It's an it's an easy watch. It's a good time. I think you'll enjoy it. And then maybe go watch Zulu because Stanley Baker's great. I won't give my opinion. I'll let you live in uh, in always questioning what Brendan thought of no, Hell Drivers. No, Brendan, no. All right, fine. Um, so I will say Hell Drivers was a fun film as yeah. well. It's uh, yeah, it's just it's a fun movie. It's a it's a good movie. It's a gritty movie. It's got some strong performances. Oh, across the board, strong performances. It's got some good comedy from time to time. Yeah, a few um, laughs. But ultimately, you know, ultimately it's definitely more of a drama. But I would say, uh, I would say, yeah, I would say it's fun. Fun is the name of the oh, name of the day. I, like I think it. I the like it. of the day because it's 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 not anything. I don't want to take away from it and say like, oh, it's just a big dumb movie because it's not. But it's definitely more of a fun movie uh, and, and, a, and a more, uh, you know, faster paced one that you might expect in 1957, yeah. a movie about truck drivers Absolutely. with a bunch of British people. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. When I think of truck driving movies, Brendan, I think of like, you know, the convoy or, or 
Maximum Overdrive. Uh, yeah, Maximum Overdrive, or uh, like uh, Smokey and the Bandit saying yeah, UHF. I don't think there's any. Tr- are there any trucks? Uh, he sang a song about a truck. Weird Al did. Does that count? No. Okay. Okay. So UHF is now a truck driving movie. Sweet. That's a great movie. I've only. I seen wish it was British. Part of it because my copy got out of sync and I couldn't watch it oh. anymore. Oh. So Damn. That, that bothers me. It should. Yes, so Jason, that I guess that wraps it up. Um, next week, we are going to wrap it all up, though. We are going to wrap up the entire list, the BFI Top 100. We're going to read all 100 of our rankings. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. We're, we're not do doing that. that. No. Uh, but we are going to give a little bit of a summary. We'll probably read like our top, maybe like our top and bottom. I was thinking, yeah, top and bottom 10s or 15 or whatever. Yeah. Probably top, be how, about, how about top and bottom 50? <laughs> I don't think that's going to work, Brendan. Oh, okay. Uh, but we are going to do that next week, uh, and then we will we will we will bid adieu for the year after that. And when we come back, whole new thing, but same people. Yeah, our our, our uh, we'll, we'll be doing a mini series, if you will. Just a little itty bitty mini series. Mini series. That's right. That's what we will do. So join us for that. Um, look, like I said, next week BFI Top One Hundred wrap up. Yep. Um. What is your favorite movie on the BFI Top 100? What's your least favorite movie? Tell us. We yeah, let know. us know. Let us know. And, and and complain about our choices once we reveal them. Yeah. Maybe we'll uh, read some of your choices and make fun of you. Yeah. Well, we might do that. There you go. But until then, Jason, where can they find you on social well, media? Well, they can find me on Twitter at Jason D. McLeod. That is M-A-C-L-E-O-D. Come on by. And where can they find us? They can find us at F-S-A-C pod. That is at F-S-A-C pod on Twitter. Our home base. Well, our real home base, though, is over at Age of Radio. Big time. So check us out over there. And uh, if you if you check us out on Facebook, just search for screen and country. Thank you, Brandon. And that's where we are. Yep. Perfect. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> we switched roles. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, it was but- different. Well, let's keep this going. Uh, uh, pitch me a movie. What? I don't. Just that's pitch not me what a movie. I say. Just pitch me a movie. Just do it. Just hit me. Okay, listen. Okay. You got these two guys. Sure. And sure. They're in an elevator. I see them. Yep. And and you think the elevator is going up. Okay. But really, it's going sideways. Oh. And then you pan out, and it turns out it's an escalator. Oh. And you didn't ever notice that incline because the camera was at a Dutch angle. Wait. So this is an escalator with a cab? Uh, sure. Okay. And then and then what happens next is very interesting. I, and I want yeah, you yeah. to hold on to your seat. Okay. Because this is going to blow your mind and possibly your socks off. Okay, I'm ready. There is a clown. Oh. That shows up holding a wooden board. What? Stay with me. It's not made of wood. No. But instead it's made of iron. So it's an iron board. But not the iron, like the metal. No. Like the iron in your diet. Okay. Solidified. So a board. In the shape of a wooden board. But I think that's still iron. Now picture, if you will, in your mind mm. that you're wrong. Okay. Now, the clown has this solidified iron board. Okay. And there are these two guys, of course, on the escalator yeah. we mentioned. And picture, if you would, a tiger. Yeah, I do. Uh, wearing slacks. Okay. Are they Ed Hardy slacks? Um, they're Jeff Hardy slacks. Oh, very nice. Yeah, so I love hang- I love those slacks. They're very form-fitting. Uh, but, but I still got room to move. Yes, exactly. And you'll have a nice handkerchief hanging out of the back pocket. Obviously. Obviously. Um, and with this, this tiger, it's some sort of royalty. You might say it's a king, and this has all been an advertisement for Tiger King Season 2, now out on Netflix. Check it out. Subscribe today. Thank you. Joe Exotic better send me a check or a bag of meth. Uh, well, I don't like how you were okay with either one. <laughs> I could sell that meth. Oh, okay. The children. Or, or, or I can take that meth and stay up for days doing podcasts. Most green country. Oh! <laughs> All right. Well, we're gonna call it a night. Yeah. Um, this is a uh, this is a shorter episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Hell drivers didn't have a lot to say, but we both enjoyed it. Watch it. Just go watch it, and then and then you'll understand. Then you'll understand. Then you try saying something about it for ninety minutes, folks. If you would just go watch the movie, you wouldn't even have to listen to our podcast. Uh, let's not <laughs> wait. Let's wait. Not, no wait, shit. Go back. Shit. 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 Future Brandon, cut that up. <laughs> <laughs> But that's going to do it for us this week. We'll talk about the list in general. We'll wrap everything up. But for now, um, all I got to say is... God save the queen. And God save the screen. And for screening country, he's Brendan. And I'm Jason. And sure. he's Jason. And I'm also Brendan. Good night. Hell driver.